0: how do you even how do you even pick, i can't pick what to play in my steam library let right. alone a building full of all gaming well and and
1: imagine <laughs> if like okay
0: you have four days of access to your steam I know. like <laughs> i i feel like i would try and do something unhealthy like consume a gallon of coffee every six hours or something. like i'll never right. sleep Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we chat about Brett's vacation to the Gamers Ranch and why single-player board games are awesome. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash p-y-s-pod. As always, I'm joined by my Highly respectable co-host, Brett Lindley. Brett, how are you doing I, today, man? It feels kind of down a notch. It, well, oh, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, it's, still, I, it's still quality. I Googled synonyms for esteem. <laughs> and respectable was one of them. So I figured like, we're just like going to go through the list. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's
1: not It's not a bad no i did add
0: highly yeah yeah but i didn't just go respectable i did highly respectable it's fair you know
1: i not respected
0: respectable
1: (laughs) oh wow
0: i'm glad that you had to make that distinction (laughs) (laughs) i see where our friendship is uh the potential
1: to be respected but we'll see how that turns
0: out (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you've started off on the right foot by being respectable right we'll see how the story concludes oh lord (laughs) so um what's got you picking up your sticks lately uh yeah like for the whole week
1: literally yeah um i we we did an episode some many moons ago but uh i went back to the gamers ranch uh, yeah for a week and it's so
0: i um i still am somewhat uh i don't know i feel like blown away is hyperbolic but it's a it's a very rare i've never heard of a gamers ranch except for this context Mm -hmm. so for the people who maybe didn't check out the previous episode last year can you just give a quick synopsis of what the gamers ranch is because this is not in every town, <laughs> yeah, it literally sounds
1: made up. Like it, it's it's a it, it's like two and a half hour drive from where where we are. Um, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like like it is adjacent to. It's probably like forty five minutes away from a halfway decently populated area, but it really just is out in the sticks, like in right. the woods. It is on a some X hundred. On enough land to have a full-scale eighteen-hole disc golf course, <laughs> with a, fr- a with a literal quote-unquote front nine and back nine. Nice. just the front land in front of it and the back land behind it. Huh. Um, it is a it is an actual like like ranch. It is a resort hotel. Are there uh, animals? there occasionally i mean there's there's wild animals
0: there's Um, not farm animals though
1: not really no there is a farm dog depending on if the dog comes up to stay or not um the dog was not here this time which i was sad about because the dog can like my dog (laughs) plays frisbee really well which you have witnessed uh this dog will throw the frisbee back to you (laughs) i'm not kidding (laughs) get you the dog yes you throw (laughs) the frisbee to it and it like shakes and like it was learning to do it the last time i was there I've seen videos of it now, able to like aim the frisbee. Huh?
0: It's it's wild. Anyway, so it can play frisbee golf, basically. Yeah, if, yeah, it'll, play. <laughs> it'll beat you at frisbee golf. It would beat me. I'm terrible at throwing frisbee. It's embarrassing.
1: <laughs> um, we saw a bald eagle this time. Ooh, like like not far away either. Like when did we were you feel driving. a surge of patriotism? Um, no, I huh. felt a little bit of like I I don't want to say terror, but like respect
0: okay like they're big i think that's what patriotism feels like maybe
1: maybe i but i don't res- <laughs> we're not gonna go there <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a majestic animal <laughs> i was very Great. close to um <laughs> what is the gamers ranch okay so it's a, so, it, so it's a hotel it's got like uh, i don't know 20 beds 10 rooms or so
0: is it like literally a hotel or is it like a bed and breakfast kind of setup like a like a house
1: no, it's does not. It a... is 20 bedrooms or okay. 10, at least 10 rooms. Yeah. Like, bedrooms uh, in a, a giant. I mean, it's kind of a, it's not like a, it's not maybe necessarily what you would picture when you see a hotel. Like, it doesn't have like cool. I was, was going to say, it like, it doesn't have cool chandeliers, but no, it has chandeliers. It has huh. modern furniture. Huh. It's like on the outside, it doesn't look like a hotel, but on the right. inside, it does. Okay. Um, but no, not a bed and breakfast, like legit hotel room rooms. Okay. Um, but you rent the entire building out at once, so you're not sharing it with anybody that you didn't invite. So it's not like two different families staying at the hotel. There's not like a front desk and a reception. Right. Um so like in between a bed and breakfast and a hotel. Gotcha. Um leaning hotel. Then there's just there's just magic everywhere. So everywhere there are shelves, bookcases of board games um, throughout the entire building. And then there is a dedicated room of A to Z, something like two to four thousand board games. Um, and he prides himself in no bad board
0: games. So like thousand, not a hundred
1: thousand thousand right. uh, al- organized alphabetically. And by each one is like cataloged into a upc system by like difficulty of play and setup and number of players and like so if you want something that's going to take you four to six hours to play you can search for just those if you want something that entertains 10 people and can be played over beer and pretzels you can search for those like um and and just racks, just racks of board games, and no, there's no Monopoly, there's no Life, there's
0: no. They're not padded. It's not padded with like games you've already played. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think if there's two thousand, I'm not mad if there's Monopoly. You know what I mean? Like, it, it that's fine at that point. Like you've, you've, if you had ten and you're like, look <laughs> at my ten, I don't have Monopoly in there. It's like good, good on you. But right. when we get into four digits, you can you can have Candyland. I'm not gonna select mm-hmm. it. But it's fine, you know. Yeah, but but it's no. not. But it's no. It, but no, but this no. I think, higher standards. I think
1: me. there is actually there may actually be one monopoly, but it's like forty k monopoly, like which is actually really hard to find, like something ridiculously kind of rare and up. Wait, is there really forty k monopoly? I, I think there is. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> I, if it's
1: not that, it's something else that I that is equally as strange.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish there was forty k. Sorry, you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of sorry, you just decapitate anyway. <laughs> I digress.
1: So there's that, and that's just so that's one. And there's like in that room is all the board games, uh, like two fridges and a deep freeze, and like I don't know, six or eight game tables, like hexagon tables, four foot tables, six foot tables in there. Um, then in the next room, there's I don't know, 10, 12 pinball machines that are all free to play, uh, including very modern pinball. Like, there's a Mandalorian machine there, so it's at least that several years ago new Mm -hmm. um, minimum. Uh, And then in that room, there's also a pool table, a foosball table, uh, like, I don't know, four, six VR headsets, a DDR pad, um and like i don't know 15 computers each with headsets xbox controllers uh wireless keyboards and mice and like a just a server like a whole rack server Hmm. um with all kinds of stuff loaded on them uh upstairs there's mostly uh like like rooms like sleeping rooms but also uh, there's just a giant, like 10 foot long table of Legos. And nice. behind it is just 10 feet of racks of like sorted Lego bins. There's like half built Millennium Falcons and 200 minifigures all stacked up next to each other. And like there's a, there's, and next to that is probably like a six foot long miniature painting and assembly table with glue and and exacto knives and clippers and like t- 200 different paint colors and paints and washing bins and wet palettes, and whatever you could want is just just there on a table and a bunch of miniatures that are in various painted states that are kind of just open game hmm. um and then yeah there's a there's an entire bookcase of Completed pre-built magic decks from commander (laughs) to sixty-card decks to standard. To there's also a cube. There's like a there's a cube that I don't remember what it was labeled, but it's like like old school or visions or something like that. That's just like a bunch of old school cards built for for drafting. Um, it's and then there's a massive kitchen with a convection oven, a microwave, another double fridge, another freezer. Um, there's a flat top griddle outside. There's a propane uh, shrimp basket like to do a shrimp boil with. There's a, an electric smoker. Um, there's oh, there's a giant man-made lake that somebody caught a fish on. Um, <laughs> there's just fishing gear just available. Uh, there's two docks that have trolley motors on them, like 20 foot by 20 foot square docks with a trolley motor that you could drive out into the middle of this lake. There's uh astronomy gear there's like there's like telescopes and there's bird watching things and binoculars and like everywhere you look every room has like an xbox or a switch or something in it so if you just want private time like this place is magical
0: (laughs) crazy so and i'm sorry if you said it you said a lot yeah um... (laughs) right there's a lot there that i just vomited this is all the same place still (laughs) yeah right yeah exactly um Do they have, like, it doesn't have to be 40k or Warhammer, but do they have a miniature tabletop gaming available at all? So, like, all of
1: the tables are built for... They're all, like, specialty game tables with, like, uh, drink holders and, like, dice bins for everyone. Um, There are a lot of miniatures games, um, which is where a lot of the miniatures upstairs kind of come from. Uh, There aren't specifically, like, I don't think he has a bunch of Warhammer armies... Um, but there are there are miniatures games there. Yeah. They're they're usually like more along the lines of like kickstarted stuff. Or I think they're, mm. so. Bloodborne was one of the games. It has like twenty miniatures with it. Um, there's a few other games that have drafting and miniatures, excuse me, involved. Um, but not like armies based. So no Warhammer, no uh hordes or War Machine. But if you wanted to bring it, everything else. If you brought the army, you could play.
0: Like right. Easily. Hmm. So uh yeah. So <laughs> I it's it you know, we've talked about this a lot on the show, I'm sure, and it, it's not specific to video games. Um it's it's the like the the false freedom of choice where it's like the more choices you give someone, the mm-hmm. more freedom mm-hmm. they have because they mm-hmm. can express their true desire by choosing having all these choices. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But nope. it's really like the more choices you have, the more likely you are to second guess. And again, that's not a gaming thing. Like if someone's yeah buying a house and you have two <laughs> to, yep. to choose from, whatever one you pick, you're going to be happy with it. But if there was 20 to choose from, you're probably inevitably going to be like, did I make the right decision? And right. there's like this choice anxiety. hmm. So obviously, where I'm going with that, but yeah, I mean, how do you even how do you even I I can't pick what to play in my steam library, let right. alone a building full of all gaming well and
1: and imagine <laughs> if,
0: like okay, you have four days of access to your Steam library. I know. like <laughs> i I feel like I would try and do something unhealthy, like consume a gallon of coffee every six hours. And like, I'll never <laughs> right. sleep. Well, like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and like, that was, that was there too. I actually ran up t- into that exact situation, uh, on the first or second night where everybody was playing. Uh, they were playing g- a game. There was like, like, so I went with, I think all told there were about 20 people there. If you include the owner and I think, uh, maybe the owner's apprentice, nephew, assistant, not entirely sure yeah related in some younger way younger person there younger person there <laughs> helping out not like super young um yeah. but younger and uh, and then the group of people that i went with was like probably three or four primary cliques that all kind of knew the same person that invited everyone uh, that all came there and I, all told about 20 people and i would say i don't know 12 of them at least uh were playing uh, secret hitler um, oh okay And, but it's like mid and they've played several rounds. I don't know. I I think I was, I was focused pretty hard on pinball for a couple of nights, which ended up being pinball was way more popular than I expected. I was like excited, but I was surprised to see other people were excited.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's honestly though. I mean, of all the things that you laid out, um, I mean, obviously you don't have 2000 board games at your house or something. But you can you can do almost all of the things that that you described probably at your house, right? Yeah. Like maybe not every board game, but you could play board games or PC or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't have a pinball machine, right? <laughs> so like that's maybe the most novel of all of the experiences. And there I, is... I'm not skilled enough to be willing to embarrass myself on a DDR board in front of others. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just twist my knee or something. Yeah, right, right. I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah, <laughs> but, but
1: yeah, no, pinball was pretty novel. And so I was I was getting down on pinball and then yeah. and drinking as you do when 20 people are in a resort hotel and nobody has to drive like there's just a lot of food and pretzels and beer and right. Um, and so time gets away from me. I come out and I'm not I'm not really big on Liars games. I'm not like Secret Hitler is a fine game, but I just don't. It's not my my style, um, but there's a bunch of people playing it. So it's and everybody's having fun and getting along so it seems kind of like the de facto draw is like just go play that right but i suddenly realize like i'm tired i don't normally go to bed this late and it's very late and i've had a few drinks and i've been i drove halfway across the state like right um and just kind of the social exhaustion of i just met like i didn't even meet all of the people over the course of the whole weekend, I did not meet all of the people, um, <laughs> but I met a good chunk of them and was working really I like like we've talked a little bit before about my struggles with social anxiety and like I was working really hard. I like I wrote down people's names in my little yeah. wallet notepad and like recite. I had a video call with with my wife and uh, early that evening and like recited the names to her she ended up knowing one of the people (laughs) yeah that's funny but like trying really hard to like make an effort to meet people and have fun and like be involved Mm -hmm. and yeah and that that was the only like the thing that nullifies the choice anxiety is follow the herd right right herd is already doing a thing so just do that thing um i chose not to do that thing and instead I, i went upstairs and built and assembled a a a crisis protocol miniature which is marvel's miniatures board game uh for for iron man and the hulk buster which was at first i felt bad like uh, i'm avoiding doing the thing with the herd but honestly it was super fun and i had a great time because i like got to disconnect like healthily for a little bit and do something that i still enjoy which is miniatures and built something that I did I wouldn't have done otherwise. I, right. I now have a Hulk... Like, I love Iron Man. So, like, having a Hulkbuster miniature is super cool. And I wouldn't have bought it for any other reason. And so, yeah, that, so I did that instead. And it ended up being cool. Um, To, to answer your questions, it, it, it just depended... There were times that I did play what The Herd was playing. There were times that I started doing my own thing and other people joined me. There were times... Where, there was a time where... I was just kind of wandering around kind of social butterflying and looking for something to do. And one group was like, hey, we need a fourth for this game. Do you want to play it? I'm like, I have no idea. But why? Why not? Why? What? What excuse? (laughs) Like, why do I? Why do I say no here? right like what reason do i have oh i i need to go eat some peanuts in the other room like (laughs) okay fine yeah sure what is it if i don't like it i've lost two hours of my life oh well then you were there anyway. (laughs) yeah i was there anyway and it ended up being four hours and amazing but
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so were there i mean getting that many people together uh and i don't know it's just easy for there to be some pair of people that don't get along or or someone right. wants to take the rules more seriously than someone else or whatever i mean not that people are yeah. like crazy but does did that come up at all or was there no drama Honest
1: so now that you mention that i'm actually really surprised because there so it's not that the entire thing was drama free but the drama was completely unrelated mm. um and mostly just there was there was one person there that wasn't really, didn't have their own clique and wasn't socially uh, responsible or respectable to other people. Mm. But outside of that, that's just like a, that's a personality thing. But like, no, you, you're you correct. And like, usually there's a, a games, like a rules lawyer or something uh, that didn't, at least from what I experienced, did not happen. Yeah. In fact, the only one, the only place that I had, I saw somebody that was salty about rules was <laughs> chess. <laughs> <laughs> someone nice. got, someone got on passanted and which is when like one pawn moves to the fifth row and another pawn takes it sideways instead mm. of taking it in a normal way, which is like yeah. a really edge case scenario. And the guy was like that He was like. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit pissed about that. I, I, I forget that rule exists. I wish it didn't. I wish we didn't play with it. Like, and it's like, it's not an optional rule. It's chess.
0: It like <laughs> yeah and it's not it's also not like it just came out in the last patch right you know I mean? right it's not like well the but it, new meta is but, of,
1: but it also kind of like it is just a thing that you'll forget about and most sure. people don't play most people don't use most people don't remember exists yeah and yeah and he kind of lost the game because of it <laughs> right so he was a little bit salty about that um but yeah of all like i didn't hear any now i wasn't again super focused on paying attention to all the other games but like while i was playing an rts style cooperative game in that the four-hour game that i got pulled into they were playing the the bloodborne board game behind me which is super complicated and difficult and hard Mm. and like i didn't they seemed to be laughing and having a good time. There wasn't any arguments or table flips or anything like that. Like nobody (laughs) seemed to walk away in sour sport from anyone else. We were at at our table and their table. We would check in like, cause we were both kind of cooperation games. We're like, Hey, are you guys winning? They're like, no, we are not winning. Are you guys winning? We're like, we might be winning, but we don't (laughs) think so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I went for new year's Eve, uh, rented an Airbnb with some friends out in Colorado and, and we played, you know, board games there. And that was, I mean, it was only eight people and all of us know each other really well. Six of the eight are couples, right? Right. So everyone's really familiar with each other. So it's not like you're bringing in like strangers in any kind of capacity. right? And even in that, like, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, no one, like, fought someone or right, anything that right. crazy. You know, like but there were pants. definitely people, like, throwing little mini-fits because people aren't paying attention enough to the game, mm. or we're not going fast enough. I'll actually let you guess who was mad about that. Uh, I'm not. I nope, I won't. Yeah. know. I, I don't mean out loud. I just no, mean I you'll know. know. Um. But anyway. So, no, yeah, I would really never cool. expect those personalities to clash. <laughs> never, ever. But yeah, it was... uh so that's really cool that that didn't that that at least wasn't you know if yeah it happen, i was it wasn't I'm actually deal at all
1: i think i think they're the bigger problems were just like people being kind of frustrated with themselves or with a situation like so one person was frustrated because uh they wanted to play halo with everybody ah. um, but it was i think halo infinite was installed on all the pcs but you had to sign into your own xbox game pass account ah. and they're like it's on my chrome like i don't know my xbox password it's on my pc at home yeah like and i don't want to reset my password right now and go with that that. on mobile drunk at two in the morning like (laughs) so they were like ah well i maybe i just don't play or i use somebody else's account but it has different stuff or whatever like yeah um so more like situationally you know did you try and get everyone to play rocket league by
0: chance I did. I did throw that out a couple of nice. Times. I was like, we're
1: going uh, to play Rocket League. we play Rocket League. Anybody want to play Rocket 30. League? And uh, yeah, I wasn't up. I never stayed up late enough to get to the Halo. Um,
0: well, yeah. So how does that work, too? Because that's another thing I was thinking about and just log- the logistics of it all. Like, if everyone stays up until 6 a.m. playing games, but you get tired at 2 you know, a.m., which is still late, but, I mean, you're going to get up by, like, 10 and 11 in the morning mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and they're probably all sleeping until the afternoon. Did you run into that kind of thing, or were people mm-hmm. all kind of up and around? So
1: there's there's just legit earplugs, like a box of, mm. like, earplugs available um, if, you know, you're if you happen to be stationed above the pinball room. Now, there's pretty good noise canceling there, uh, so it wasn't, despite being above the pinball room, I didn't really hear pinball. Nice. Um, and there a soft murmur of voices downstairs was not very loud. Um, I didn't use. I think the one night I tried to wear my headset to like I like ocean noises to sleep, but every other night I just left my phone out because that's it was there wasn't enough ambient shouting (laughs) even from secret Hitler to really (laughs) bother me. Um, in my room, so the rooms are pretty well soundproofed. Um, and. Yeah. I mean, there's people that work overnights that like, so there were people that were going to bed when I was getting up and, um, there's night shift people and day shift people. And there would be kind of a, a, you know, dinner for the most part was like the big dinner was like eight, nine o'clock at night, every night, Mm. uh, to kind of catch both groups of people. Um, and then lunch was kind of choose your own adventure. There was plenty of, we all pitched in to make sure that there would be plenty of food and it was fairly well organized because it's our group that's going, you know? And right. so, I mean, but there's, there's enough for every palate. there. We brought everything to like sell, make yourself a sandwich or a hot pocket or a pizza rolls or, you know, noodles, whatever. There was enough that you could make your own food or you could microwave something pretty easily. Right. But yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it, people kind of i think the the bulk of people were between like by about noon everybody's pretty much up yeah and some people start fading out by eight ten o'clock at night and by like it, it starts scaling down where there's the mm. the night owl group is probably only six or eight people that are up at three four in the morning you know if right. if that um, right
0: right so, so I'm curious on pinball machines. Have they changed at all <laughs> over the last thirty years, or is Ye- it still yes. largely the same? <laughs> but also,
1: no. Yes and no. Both. To it's tell. so weird. Um. So I mean, he has like a 19 at the at the ranch. I say he, uh, David, is who's awesome. Has a like a a 1970s pinball machine that's like all mechanical, no CPUs, no electronics. Well, it's electronics, but it's not not like circuit board stuff. Um, a very old school, very flat machine, too. So, not very like the angle, there's not a very high angle to it. So, it's a little bit slower and mm. much more driven by the bounce pads and things to for your speed. Um, I think most of the rest of the pinball machines were all, I believe, Swift is the brand. I could be totally wrong on that. They're all the same major brand of pinball. I see. Um, and a lot of them are fairly. I, it's all it's all over the, it's all across the map. There was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one that had a pretty big LCD screen, and really, it was a very skill
0: based table. Where <laughs> what does that mean in pinball? And so, I don't mean that flippantly. I just no, I get it. I get it. So it <laughs> means that like it,
1: it's not about the chaos of the table to score points. It's about like holding both of the flippers up, letting the ball roll and rest in between the little divot lowering the flippers, getting it to roll exactly a certain amount down the flipper, hitting it to hit just the left ramp. And when it cycles to the left ramp, it'll hit your left flipper on the center in just a way that if you time it, you can catch the bounce to hit the right lane. And like you, you get a pattern where you want a flow where Mm. it's like left lane, circle, circle, right lane, circle. And like, you want to hit very specific targets where like to get, The high score, only one target is lit and you Mm -hmm. have to hit that target to get big points. Otherwise, everything else is small. That's a skill based table.
0: Hey, Walker, do you know our podcast is almost big enough to start selling ads? Yeah, I had noticed that. So what do you think? Should we go a mattress company, VPN, some mobile game? Uh, I was kind of thinking maybe coffee. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good free trade local. No, no, no. Like Ko-Fi, like donations. Oh, oh, right. So so we we
1: do ads for Ko-Fi and for coffee. I mean, I guess that could work. But I was thinking that people could support the show with really small donations about the cost of a cup of coffee. And then we could skip talking about mattress companies or mobile games and just keep all of that content out of the show, Uh, they can just head over to our Ko-Fi page over at ko-fi.com slash
0: PUIS pod and contribute to us there. Oh, I get it. So you're saying even if our listeners donated a single dollar over at ko-fi.com slash PUIS pod, it would go a long way towards funding the podcast, and in the future we could even offer cool things like merch or rewards and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely one way that we can pay our bills, keep our mics hot, and keep the show going. And if they can't donate that's okay too let's just let him get back to enjoying the show and then there's more like fun or chaos based tables where like there may be 10 targets lit but you've got six multi balls that you've got to deal with and and the the really it's just how well can you keep up with the chaos of the table
0: yeah i think that's how i think about pinball when i think yeah. about it now i've yeah, never and those
1: are fun tables
0: i've never had access to pinball for like extended period you know i've played it Mm. when i was a kid at pizza places and stuff (laughs) so i don't know that much but anyway
1: but yeah like and so like the ninja turtle stable is very skill-based it would light up like do donatello's move and it's like one lane is lit up and until you if you can't hit that lane it's just not you're not doing a lot Mm. you're earning points and it's fun and it's hard but it's not like if you want the lcd screen to do cool things you've right. got to play by its rules you know
0: so what is on the lcd screen when it when like, it does happen
1: like whole whole mini games so i know more from like the mandalorian table which is kind of in the middle it had a lot of skill shots but it they were easier to make like you could get them by chance they like the the lane the, the lane that you have to get the ball into is not the width of the ball it's the width mm. of like two balls <laughs> so it's right. easier to make it up into that spot and feel like you're being successful um i didn't i tried the turtle's table a few times everybody agreed that the turtle's table you like selected your ninja turtle to start oh, the wow. game and like that affected what shots you needed to make <laughs> um yeah so i was just out on that <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Not hardest while... Ninja Turtles game since the first one on NES. <laughs> right,
1: pretty much. Who'd have thunk? With that That'd stupid like a, underwater level, battle toads pinball machine is just <laughs> impossible. Like none of the lanes are big enough to get the ball on them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, but so the Mandalorian table was kind of in the middle, um, and you could do things on with in combination between how you shot the ball and the LCD screen. So like one of them is you could you earned like Beskar, which is like this metal, like this precious metal, right? As you played the table. And if you shot the ball into a certain area, you could like go to Mos Eisley to go shopping. And so the ball would lock in for a bit and then the LCD screen would come up and you would like see a little video, like full, like 1080p, like tablet screen we're talking about here of like the, like in the show, an event happening. And then it goes to like, shows a quick three seconds of that. And then you have an inventory screen and you're legit like shopping like you would in a video game for weapons, armor, bonus ball or whatever. And like the weapons and armor would change how you scored other mini games where like if you had the flamethrower, then every time the ball went up the left ramp, you could kill bonus bad guys with with if they Mm. were. But if they was the right ramp, it would do less damage. So you would want to like pick and choose your weapons and your arm like armor would work for how you how much you know metal you earned when you fought certain guys or whatever and so it it was just and there and that's just like one example depending on the mini game setups that you would hit some of them would be just kind of multi-ball and chaos some of them would be like consecutive runs like hit the ramp three times in a row Uh. and and if and the first time you go up the ramp it locks in the ball for a second. You see a splash, a battle on the screen and like one guy dies. And then if you hit the ramp the second time in a row, now you see like two more guys go down on the screen and then you hit the ramp on the third time in a row. And like the boss dude jumps off the rock at you and like you take him out. And then it gives you a giant multi-ball bonus or like shows like 500,000 point, you know, score and then releases your ball and you try and do some other event. And there's just, tons of these different little mini games and challenge things that can happen like it's not the same thing every Mm. single time like it was really really cool
0: yeah that sounds that sounds crazy yeah i i uh again the nuances of pinball escape me yeah i did i i'm not
1: yeah (laughs) there were a couple of guys that were good and there was there was my my good friend from florida came up and was basically out to high score every table Mm. um and he's good he's good at pinball he's he did high score several of them like grandmaster high score because there's like <laughs> placing i placed i got third high score on the spider-man uh. table and i was very happy about that yeah um he was going for grand champions against the
0: owner of the building <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so i also um you, you talked about you know you played co-op board games, you went mm-hmm. and, and built a miniature, but then you and I had talked a little bit before. there was also a board game that you ended up playing kind of solo kind of co-op. I don't really remember the exact details, but
1: yeah so yeah. I, well, and there were several games that people played solo. Yeah, and I think that it's a, I think that it is a really interesting conversation because with the rise of Kickstarter especially you've seen I, I've seen this a lot more as games including a single player mode of some sort. Mm -hmm. um but getting to see the advantages of that mode um because there is a game so i set up terraforming mars to play single player and ended up playing it with another person uh totally wrong the whole way through um (laughs) bought bought that game uh, have played it a couple of i'm on my second single player run right now and i'm just now realizing that uh, i played it wrong that time and the first time in single player despite reading the rule book both inebriated and sober <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um and i think I'm, I'm i'm gonna play that through a few more times and possibly with a few other people because i've got a couple of other people excited about it so it's a good game so far i enjoy it i think i want to talk more in depth maybe later oh, okay and instead just kind of focus more on the discussion so bloodborne um one of the guys had played through single player first uh before going out and inviting four other people or three other people to play Budblorn with him, um, and and I think that in the same way, like I am playing Terraforming Mars single player until I can figure out the rules to to then invite uh, to teach other people because I it's it's not it doesn't make sense to try to teach four people for their first time all to play this game that's really complicated and everybody learn it wrong like right. one person should at least know what's going on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a struggle that I've had with games that are really complicated like that, that also, you know, are better with more people like the the game of there was a, a Game of Thrones board game. Mm-hmm. Now, this was in like 2004 no, it couldn't have been that long ago. I don't know, maybe 2005 or six, like it was a long time ago that we were playing the Game of Thrones board game and it was really complicated And there was a core group of us that played it. And it made sense, like we had gotten the rules to at least where we all agreed that it worked. It made sense. We thought we were doing it right. But it was so complicated that trying to introduce new people to it was just really challenging because it was kind of impossible to get them to understand it. I mean, they have to play through it, which maybe that's everything in life. You have to experience it (laughs) to to get it to 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 some extent. But what that means is that it's like they're spending... Because, I mean, it would take like two hours to play Mm -hmm. through, you know, maybe more. So it's like you're going to spend a whole evening and there's kind of no chance that you're competitive. Which is not fun for you because you're losing exclusively.
1: Not Not only are you losing, you have zero chance.
0: Yeah, well, and it's almost not fun to win against that either because it's like, maybe I made a really smart play. But I'm also... It's impossible to... To not be taking advantage of the fact right. that you just don't know, even yeah. if I'm not seeking that, like that's just an inevitability. Right. Um. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to get around that. I mean, I so, guess the game just has to be that compelling that you're willing to sit through a tutorial session and right. then come back later. I think that it
1: helped. So for like Bloodborne, and the game that I played was, oh no, I took a picture of it because I knew I would forget. Um, Escalation, I think it's called. Okay. Um but both of those games are basically co-op games. So it's everybody versus the game. Mm. And that was I mean it was still I think it was I think it was at least 3 hours minimum that we played. Right. Um and it had complicated setup and I think two of the people had played before. Yeah, so two of the people so I was the only new person. There were just the three of us. Um but Was there four of us? Oh, I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't. It's. It was just a few days ago. It seems like an eternity ago. So many things (laughs) happened in four days. Um, and my sleep schedule was not by any means normal, so (laughs) that affected my memory a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. it, it, I think being cooperative helped a lot. That's because then at least somebody could say like, oh, like there was no like hidden information. Right. Like they were like, oh, well, this is probably what you should do. You should probably focus on getting a few of these guys. And maybe if you can pin this army, then they'll it'll shift how they move and they'll move towards me. And I have a big army so I can fight them. Right. So like, if you help me, I'll help you sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, And the same the same in, a, in a, like the Bloodborne table. I heard them a lot of like, OK, well, maybe if you spend your resources this way. Or, like, let's not, let's wait and try to do that till next turn and we'll all do it together or something. Right. That was a lot easier than, yeah, like a, co- a competitive game. If you've got hidden information and you're like, I need, I need to know if this card works the way I think it does.
0: Yes. If but it, to ask that it, question reveals your plans.
1: Yeah. So, and it could be a big hinge. Like if it works the way I think it does, I, I get major points off of this or I screw an opponent really bad.
0: Yeah. So, in, But in if Game it of,
1: doesn't, then I, then I need to hold back on it.
0: <laughs> like, right. Well, in Game of Thrones, what would happen is people would come up with strategies that, didn't actually work like like yeah. now you can't do that but it's close to how it works mm-hmm. but they're not clarifying because if they do then that's not a viable strategy anymore because we all know right. what they're doing right so they just wait but game of thrones game only takes 10 turns which again, yeah. I mean, only it's three hours but when you get to the end of turn 10 if someone hasn't just met the absolute win condition then the game still ends and you basically tally points right so we had scenarios where people would get to like turn eight or nine, and then be like, "Aha! Now I execute this move." And it's like, "Yeah, you can't do that."
1: And I earned two hundred victory points. So right. Like, No, you earn like six. Yeah, actually, you just can't even... do that move. It just, <laughs> right? It just, just doesn't, doesn't work
0: that way. And they're like, "Oh." And now I've been holding no onto to that recover. card
1: since turn four, and yeah. that's all
0: I've been moving my units to. And there's there. no more turns to to rebound right. from that, so they're just done. And it's like, well, that's that feels kind of time wasted, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, and I think that like, I think having, I think that's where the single
1: player aspect can at least help some, like, right. I think other things that help. So in the game that I played, there was just a whole game board card, like a giant card at like two feet by like, I don't know, four, six inches. That was just turn order. And there's a legit, like a counter that you put on that card and it slid slowly down the card through the turn and said, like, all players purchase their unit caps uh, capped at five per city. And then next item, all players earn production based on the number. Like, And it just steps down the whole thing and then also went through, like, how the board reacts to the players in, in a high level. Mm. And so that helped out some was that all players could see kind of the most relevant information, you know, right? Um, it all and again, no hidden information was a big deal. Um, so everybody being able to see everything
0: helps. I'm I, I'm going in another direction, which I mean, yeah, I no, yeah, well, go for it. Welcome to talking to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just it's interesting to me thinking about the implications of um, cooperative versus competitive and how that can really change things. And I mean, I, obviously, there's the most. The big, the most obvious distinction is that you're working Co- together it's competitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it just has other like secondary effects, like to, to the point you're making, like in learning a board game, if it's cooperative, it's a lot easier to teach new people and get them looped in because mm-hmm. there's no, no one's nervous about we giving all wins away together. their strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in, in, uh, in video games. I, so a game that you and I talked about, I don't know, sometime in the last year. Oh, now, now I can't remember the name of it, of course. What's the alchemy game that you played that you loved? Or not love, but whatever. I it mean, was finally like a reasonable just alchemy like game. like Alchemist Simulator? Uh, Potion Craft. Potion Craft. Potion Craft. Thank you. Alchemist Simulator. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was pretty Power it was Wash a- Simulator? <laughs> it was a
1: pretty on the nose. Potion Craft is still pretty on the
0: nose. <laughs> it, is, it is. But like the whole fun of that game is largely, I would argue, the discovery, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know what you need to make all the different, what all the recipes are yeah. going to be. And you don't know exactly based on what ingredients you have, how you're going to accomplish it. And so a lot of the the, the gameplay loop is this novelty feeling of discovering things. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so it works in a single player game, and it works in co- cooperative games, to have mechanics designed around experimentation and discovery because people will lean into it and, and play that way because it's fun. But the moment you introduce a competitive element to that game, all of that goes out the window because someone is going to post on the Internet what all of the possible experimentation yeah. results are. yeah and if you're reasonable at all you're gonna go look at that if you're actually trying to compete because if Mm -hmm. you don't then you're just at a disadvantage for no reason
1: right and i think i think that there is something like it's hard it's hard to do i think it's easier to do the older i've gotten is like gentle competition so like in in the game so in terraforming mars it is a competitive game like there is a winner um and it seems pretty obvious that it's like it's play it's been play tested pretty well it's a it's like an award winning game like it's been out for a long while um but it seems obvious that there are clear like starting uh, situations that are like you start as like a corporation or something like some of them are clearly better than others like objectively mm. better uh, i i can't tell which and i'm sure that it's not by a massive amount but maybe statistically, I'm sure statistically significant in a few situations, you know? Yeah. I'm sure if I go Google that, that there's plenty of, like, not just one, but plenty of breakdowns and, like, tier right. charts on, like, if you get this starting hand, keep this card, this card, and this card. Like uh, like somebody breaking down Arena for, for what's it, Hearthstone, right? Like, you want to keep these cards if you get these right. Right? Like, I'm sure somebody's done it. But do I care that much to beat my neighbor at no. a board game? Like, well, I think in
0: board games, it's it's probably less likely that people go Google because you're not you're probably not playing competitively that often, right? Like the... I'm not doing I'm not doing ranked uh, risk. Like... Yeah, exactly. Like playing the board game, even if it is competitive, that experience in and of itself is somewhat of a novelty, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe if you did it once a week which would be very frequent. Right. Maybe you could get into the people start to care, but I, I still doubt it. Really, and I've, I'm so glad that I found a way in Gamers Ranch conversation to work in MMOs. Go no! um, Yes! <laughs> but no, the, the reason I've thought, been thinking about this with competitive and cooperative is because I've played a couple MMOs, which I won't go on and on about them, but that have crafting systems mm-hmm. that tried to introduce this idea of like, the recipes are not just built into the UI. We want right. people to experiment and, and there's all these millions of outcomes that you could have. Right. Yep. And the idea is that like, it's trying to, they're trying to create a world or a, a game world in which crafters can actually have some skill. Like I am mm-hmm. a better crafter than the sword maker than you, because I actually know more recipes than you do because I've discovered them. Yep. But again, there these games are also PvP games. Yep, and the internet exists, <laughs> yep. and so it, it's actually so there's pointless. still only
1: six items that are ever produced. And yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, or whatever it is, someone has is going to create a spreadsheet of the recipes and publish it. Yep, and then all of that is gone. All of that discovery, all of that mm-hmm. you have knowledge that I don't is eliminated. Um, and I think that that's a product of it being competitive. So. Yeah Again, and I mean not- I think
1: that I think in a competitive game I think that it, there is a lot of fun to that novelty is like I don't want to reveal my strategy I want I want my grandmaster plan to work I want it to surprise everyone I want mm-hmm. that moment where like I I am the underdog and then I I win or at least right. really or screw somebody screw the winner over at the very least you know like or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be and and I think it even in like I think it's also complexity of turn makes it difficult to take things back. So, when it's yeah. so, like, like, cause I even saw somebody being taught how to play chess, right? When you're teaching most of the time, when I've watched somebody being taught how to play chess, there's a lot of, okay, this is what I can, are you sure you wanna make that move? And if so, let's play out the next three turns and we'll play them out and then we'll reset the board back three turns when you realize, the mistake that you made, right? Right. Or one turn or, you know, whatever, because the board state is very easy to memorize, very easy to remember. All the pieces are very rigid in their movement and there's no real chaos. There's no chaos at all to the game. So it's all predictable. So you can move up three turns and back three turns in seconds. But in a, in an RTS four X board game, right? right, Like game of Thrones, you can't move three. Like you said, three turns is like an hour
0: right, right. <laughs> like
1: so you even if you took a picture of the board state you'd have to shuffle everybody's hands back and show like okay this is why this wasn't a good move like uh,
0: yeah and it would be exhausting to some extent because mm-hmm. you now have everyone have to try and come up with new strategies that they've developed over the last hour whereas <laughs> right. like the chess i mean not that chess isn't infinitely complex but it's actually a game that's played relatively quickly assuming mm-hmm. you're using the timer right? right so even though there's a lot of decisions to make you're not pouring over them for you know ten minutes each because you would run out of time too right. quickly. So yeah. Um anyway, so I, think, I didn't mean to no,
1: I just I just think that the the fact that you can reset the board state means that I'm less worried about my like grandmaster plan. Like yeah. my grandmaster checkmate, I can just show it to you like and it's almost unfulfilling because you get that like I'm I'm beating a noob. Right. Um so here's where and like I want you to be a challenging opponent because that's when chess is fun.
0: You know where I don't feel that way, hmm. Rocket League. If I could play, if I could <laughs> yeah. get dropped into Bronze League ladder, <laughs> just just like once a week, just, just one one match. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, just score twenty points, like please. And to be clear for all the listeners, I am not good at Rocket League. Yeah, but I could definitely pwn Bronzers, and I would <laughs> love it.
1: Normally I would have the exact, do same you, do it. you feel the same way uh, playing basketball against toddlers? No, no.
0: like I even, <laughs> I even went to the, I mean, this was a few years ago now, but I went to the, the YMCA and, and just to play pickup ball. And there was a high school kid. I mean, obviously the listeners don't know what I look like, but I'm six, five yeah. and a very <laughs> big guy. Um, And we were playing basketball and I was playing against this. I mean, one of the, I assume he was a high school kid and I wasn't a tiny, he was a, he was only a couple inches shorter than me, but he probably weighed 100 pounds less than I don't know. He was right. very, very rail thin yep. in that growth spurt age. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he ran into me at one point and he just fell on the ground. And it's not like <laughs> I'm also not like super, super strong or something. Right, it's not right, like I yeah. threw him to the ground. He just ran out a me linebacker. And, <laughs> no. But he just he bounced off of me and then just fell on the ground and I felt awful and I actually Aww. that was actually the last time I played because I was like I'm gonna hurt someone and I don't care about the outcome of right. these games you know yeah. what I mean but I don't want to I don't want to hurt somebody <laughs> let's just try to you know get some exercise in or something so no I don't feel that way generally but uh, but in Rocket case. League Rocket League. <laughs> I, yeah i will take that um, i will
1: demo every single one of those bronzes
0: <laughs> and steal all of their boost it's like if i go on a losing streak i'm just like please please derank rank me three or four ranks i don't care i just want to pwn the noobs if i can um because i'm a little person so but yeah I think that it's not as much fun in in a lot it's of board games like it's it, not uh, most of the time yeah, that's why right. i said it's only rocket. Yeah. League. <laughs> Anyway, I'm so sorry. I hijacked. No, no, no. This, this I mean, there's a, there's a ton of other
1: like I do. I think that I think that single player versions of board games are yeah. fun, and I think they're like I am the more now that I'm that's the reason that I, why I don't want to spend too much time on terraforming Mars is I still haven't completed yeah. a game with the rules properly. played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but I'm getting a lot closer to it, and I'm legit having a blast. I'm having. I'm having as much fun with a board game in a single
0: player version of a board game as I would with a PC game. Well, that's what I was going to ask is so for me, the reason like if if someone was to say, here's a 4X board game you can play, which I actually have a one on one quasi civilization game Mm -hmm. um, that I've played some. But anyway, like here's a board game 4X game or a PC 4X game. I would take the PC version just because I'm lazy and don't want to like set everything up. Right. Is that part of it that tedious or is it, do they, is it in a way that that doesn't take that long?
1: I mean, it's not, or you just don't mind. I think a little bit, a little bit of all of it. So like once I understood how the board gets set up, it's a, it's a super, I, I don't know if just the first time I was further in, uh on my drinking day drinking right then i want to healthfully admit uh, to read the like 11 page rule book <laughs> or or if 11 pages is a lot for a board game right like it actually is not an insignificant number of rules to try to like rationalize right um like i said the second time i was stone cold sober and still played it wrong so right. maybe there's something to be said there or maybe it's just not written <laughs> very well i don't know who knows reddit had to eventually help me (laughs) um uh but like once now now i could probably set up four people to play in like i don't know five minutes oh okay that's not like yeah like 10 if i'm like being a little theatrical and trying to emphasize that there's actually a lot a lot of the game is actually played in the setup Mm. which is, is kind of unique for this board game. Is that like prior to anybody put making a turn happen? There's a lot of decisions that you make that influence the game. And there's yeah. a lot of strategy in those early decisions. So like spending a few extra minutes thinking about that is important. Um, but yeah, I think that I could set somebody up fairly quickly. I think that it, again, I think familiarity like Bloodborne looked like it also set up for as crazy
0: complicated as that game looked it no.
1: looks like it's set up fairly quick.
0: When you're saying Bloodborne, is it is this the same IP as the From mm-hmm. Software? Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: it it is a Dark Souls board game, and it right. will beat you like a Dark Souls. <laughs> board game. And it that's it, hilarious. It has that game was even like that game. I think there's ten turns, or not mm-hmm. even turns, ten advancements, mm. and there were things like beneficial things that any player could do would advance everyone a turn. Wow. So like you don't want everybody going into to the dream to upgrade because that would advance it three turns of your 10. <laughs> <available>. <laughs> That's wild. But yeah, like so. So I think I think, again, I think it's just board games in general have improved a lot again, especially since Kickstarter. Like so many people have been making board games that only the really good ones are really getting the same kind of traction and, and so, movement.
0: Kickstarter is very broad in scope. I understand, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to say across all of Kickstarter. But it it seems like maybe Kickstarter has been more of a boon for board games than video games.
1: I oh a hundred a thousand percent. I think two yeah. things two things went into there: Kickstarter and 3D printers uh, at the same time. Yeah. Meant that it was very easy to. Uh, make your own and just like accessibility of like not just six-sided dice but i could 3d print a six-sided dice that only had an icon on one side and right. then one that had out on two and i could do it for pennies so i could mess with these mechanics or i could make tiles i could make a bunch of hexagon tiles out of something better than just like sure you could have always done it with cardboard but being able to make it with miniatures meant that you could the flare the flash and 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 shock and awe of a board game is like oh it's not just like life was a big deal cuz it has a spinner like you know right. like even Monopoly is kind of cool because somebody wants to be the shoe and somebody else wants to be the car, you know? Right. Well, what if you get to choose against the, the battle tech robot or the alien? Like, right. I want to be the tentacle monster. Like, woohoo. It, it, it looks <laughs> awesome. Like right. you know, make these really, and it's, it's cheap enough to do that to make And there's also
0: awesome. a different, you know, t- you know, if you and I wanted to create a video game, we have a lot of hurdle beyond us coming up with a good concept and a good mm-hmm. gameplay loop and understanding how we might try and balance it and make it fun and replayable. Then you have to also cross the hurdle of coding all of that mm-hmm. and programming all of it in a board game. Not that there's not technical skill to it or something, but it's not right. that you don't have to know how to right. write code <laughs> in order to you, make
1: you like to, to get started. You have to know how to cut note cards and scribble on paper right and like and you can get started um and and the uh, the jump from that to like artists and professionally cut cards not that there's nothing there is a lot of technicality that goes in there yeah yeah i'm not trying to but dis- yeah but there's still another it. level of technicality beyond that to get to coding a game like right it, it just is um so we yeah all i think this.
0: We all thought video games were going to be the winner of Kickstarter when Star Citizen was announced in right the year 1998 or whatever that was
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> in 1774. Yeah. Right, when Bill Citizen- Gates
0: made Windows and they announced Star Citizen all at once. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. The reason I asked that though is just because yeah, I always thought of like when I first became aware of Kickstarter, that's what I thought it was going to be was this mm-hmm. like indie game generator which for for it has reason, generated some
1: i thought it was going to be like a home appliance generator
0: uh, and it, the Ron only appeal home... goes crazy <laughs>
1: right but like the only thing that's come out of that area is scams oh. like scam after scam <laughs>
0: yeah yeah well anything else on either gamers ranch or single player game board games you wanted to touch on i want to play more single player i'm i'm actually
1: so like When I I had kind of told you this story some earlier too is that like I was embarrassed at first to walk so this so terraforming Mars has been on my radar for like a month uh, at least Uh, I assumed Gamers Ranch would have it because it's it's not an it's not obscure game Um, and it's also
0: not so it's not Monopoly so it's I'm going nice to go there and demand to play Monopoly and then <laughs> flip the table when they don't have it <laughs> um, <laughs> do that please record it
1: and I just it just kept on surfacing in my mind for some reason at people I'd seen it talked about or this that and the other and so I really wanted to play it and I really wanted to experience a, for, a single player board game because I never had before outside of solitaire which is a card game you know and like and while i was there I, I kept on being like feeling a little bit awkward like i'm going to be with 20 other people spending money to be on a resort to try to play a single player board game right like as one of my accomplishment things that i wanted to do <laughs> seemed a little bit like uh, against the grain I don't know, like, is that really what I'm going there for? Should I be going there for other types of experiences? Um, And, like, am I weird for for wanting to single myself out like that? And and then I walked past, like... And I was kind of judging myself harshly. Like, what, am I going to go here to play solitaire? And, <laughs> and then legit walked past a table of a guy waiting to jump into another board game playing solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then I felt bad. Because I'm, like... I, now, the, all of this was only said inside my brain. Right. But, like, I still felt ashamed that I would that I was, like, judging this other person. Now, like, maybe there's something to be said for, like, oh, well, they're just waiting to play this other game. Or, oh, Solitaire can be quit at any time and it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, but that can also be said about a single-player board game or whatever. Any yeah. experience, right? Like, like, it doesn't... Just because I'm putting a different lens on it doesn't mean it's not true in some way. And so... I like getting over that hump and being like, yeah, I'm going to go play a single player board game. Now it ends up that somebody else jumped in with me and I was fine with that, but I was, I was legit about to take my first solo turn when they like sat down or like, can I play? I really want to play this game. And I was like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing it at home, like playing it at home. I've been having a blast. It's because I am a little ADD. There's a lot of single player games, like a Minecraft or whatever that I play for 10 minutes. I hit escape. I pause I go do something else, I come back, I hit escape, I play 10 minutes, I pause, you know. But turns out board games as long as you know like can finish a full turn, which doesn't take very long, well fine, then I just know that I pause the board game. What's it going to like the the worst thing that's going to happen is the hard drive is going to crash, IE the cat's going to jump on the table. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is like the hard drive
1: crashing. But like, yeah, I think I think that there's I think there's a lot of fun. There's and there's a lot more board games than I thought have single player modes. And like with with just one expansion, there's like three different single player modes that you can play in Terraforming Mars, which I thought was super awesome. And there's a lot of other games that I've seen that have multiple difficulty levels and like it for single or multiplayer like i think that there's something to be said for having an interesting it's a puzzle it's a puzzle to to play through but it's a really complicated puzzle so you can't just look at it and figure out your solution like I, I i love i love that more board games have single player modes i think it's great to teach others to play with or to learn to play with just to challenge yourself or just to increase the longevity of a board. Not every time I pull out a board game, should it be a board game night where I cook dinner and have 10 people over? Like right. it can, a board game night can be me when the wife's out of town. Like, right. and that sh- that's, that is equally cool and should be equally cool. And I'm, I'm so excited to have it as for the gamers ranch, literally GamersRanch.com. Uh, good luck it's it's it books out for for long periods of time I think currently most weekends are booked out through December Uh, there's some midweek stuff that's currently available Um, or try to try to get a crew together Um, because the more people you have the cheaper it gets really because there's like a it's a base a base cost to rent it out for like two or three days and then that cost goes down per day and then you split that up number of people right mm. so if three people are booking it you're going to be paying some but uh, david's an amazing human being and to kind of re-answer the question of how do you pick uh, if you're faced with choice anxiety just ask ask david be like dude i don't know what to play and he'll be like <laughs> all right let's fi- let's figure it out do you want do you want a beer and pretzels game can you think right now do you want how long do you want to play and he'll just interview you and and he'll he'll figure and then he'll be like, all right, I have the game, hmm. um, and we're playing this. I'll set it up, and that's the other thing. He will facilitate. Like, oh, okay, do you not want to set up Game of Thrones? Cool, go make yourself some dinner. By the time you're done, Game of Thrones will be set up. Hmm. Like, and and I'll show you how to play, and we'll just jump in. Like, I yeah. he may even deal out every like he may deal everybody a specific hand. Oh, and be nice. like, all right, you play your red card now. Okay, you play your blue card to counter it. And like and hmm. he's he's super awesome. He's super or he'll let you guys I mean th- there were other people that brought magic cards. Uh, so one guy brought basically every miniature that's been released for Crisis Protocol, and that was that was awesome just to sit and look at. <laughs> yeah. Um Gamers Ranch is incredible. Single player board games are incredible. Uh stay on the lookout for more terraforming Mars in the future. Um cool. and yeah, it was Ah, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah. And this is
0: now not directly gaming related, but something I think that's interesting the point you were making just about like, how am I supposed to spend my time at this event? Right. Yes. Like, yeah, it's this rare thing. It's a one of a kind event. There's 20 people here. They're all here to game. That's a pretty rare experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it's common to think, especially when it's newer um to feel like oh well i've got to lean into just whatever the like um final form (laughs) of this activity is or whatever however you want to say that right like maximize it yeah and 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 so where i've learned this lesson is a way less fun (laughs) event i mean it's cool but it's not gamers ranch uh but that's the podcast conferences that i go to every year Mm -hmm. i've gone for for a few years now and like that first year i went I went to every single session that I could and like, I was never taking downtime. Well, it turned out, but by the third day, like I couldn't think straight anymore. Like I Mm -hmm. couldn't, it was Mm -hmm. like my brain couldn't take any more new information in. It's like, I'm just full now. And, and so as I've gone, you know, in the subsequent years, I've learned that like, yeah, it actually, I'm just not going to be on all the time because if I am, I'm ultimately I'm not because I can't sustain it. Well,
1: and, there was, yeah, like there was a lot of taking personal time. Actually, it was one of the biggest things to reducing my anxiety. Like, yeah, and then also, as as amazing as some of these games were, and yeah, high scoring at pinball or playing, you know, being in the next room from a giant match of Secret Hitler and, and giggling or whatever. <laughs> like, you don't have to be directly involved to enjoy that. Right. Um, there were a lot of good moments that were, uh coffee with like just meeting a couple of these people and like having coffee and sitting yeah. and, and having like a 45 minute coffee and just chat right you know about whatever's topical or something specific or you know right and, and
0: getting politics and religion mostly
1: I, I mean it comes up <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah or or like uh like there's there were some kind of it's, your, it's a bunch of adults and like it's not a total resort you have to do your own dishes like right. there's a lot of dishes there but you gotta do them and you gotta like so like
0: doing kind of an Airbnb vibe almost. a little bit yeah so yeah. like a
1: couple of people break away and if it, not everybody's doing their own dish then you know somebody's gotta do all of the rest of them and but maybe somebody else cooks so right. okay cool you cook I'll do I'll clean and like okay well if there's a, there's 20 people here if two of us do these giant massive pile of dishes it'll go faster so like Right. Cool. Two of us are gonna do dishes for a while. All right. Well, uh, do we want to throw some music on? What do you listen to? Do you have something I've never heard of? What do you want to talk about? Like, right. we set up a tablet and stream something? Can somebody move pieces on a board game for us? Like, right? You know, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to all be, hundred percent all the time. And some of those moments were just as memorable as you know. Now I won't get into the deep interpersonal conversations that I've had with people that I that I met here but like yeah there were some there were some good ones and and they were they were awesome there's was, it was great to go have coffee in front of a lake as the sun was rising in springtime you know in the middle of the woods watching deer across the lake and like freaking bald eagles flying around like right. that was just as cool <laughs>
0: yep for sure for sure no that's awesome i love it
1: So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us because word of mouth really does make a difference. All of the links and our social accounts are down in the show notes, and if you want to hear more content from us, Walker hosts the Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests, as well as the Crowfall podcast, sharing stories and perspectives about the MMO of the same name.